Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me are my very special guests, including Lulu Meyer, Director of Operations with the Center for Urban Education about Sustainable Agriculture. And also with us is Andrea Akers, Operation Manager for the Ferry Plaza and Mission Farmers Market in San Francisco. And today, we are going inside the highly successful farmers market of Ferry Plaza and the Community Mission Market of San Francisco. They're operated by the nonprofit Center for Urban Education about Sustainable Agriculture. Hey, ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Pete. Hey, I know that your market scene is always a hub of activity. There's always something good going on there. Uh, lots happening all the time. So right off the top here, thank you both so much uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share some inside track of the workings of your markets there. So we really appreciate that. And as we start the show, I always like to have some fun with our guest. Uh, so that we can get to know you a little bit better. So you didn't know you were going to be guinea pigs a little bit here, but this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so uh, again, uh, we're going to start here with Lulu. You are the director of operations. Uh, you have, I understand, a culinary background, and you also attended California Culinary Academy. Tell us about your background a little bit. Yeah, I worked in restaurants for about 10 years before I ever came to nonprofit work and working for farmers markets. Um, I grew up in the city. I'm a total city kid, but I spent a lot of my summers in the Midwest um, at family farms, um, my, particularly my grandparents' family farm and my uncle's farm. So I had farming in my heart, um, and I've always really cared about where my food comes from. And, you know, working in restaurants in San Francisco, that everybody is so farm to table focused. It's really easy to start caring about seasonality and where your food comes from. And so when I was looking for something that was a little different, um, not as challenging in terms of hours, um, not, not working late nights anyway, um, I went to the farmer's market, which was always sort of my happy place anyway. I'd been a longtime shopper of the market long before I ever started working for the organization. So it sounds to me like it was a natural transition for you to go into that position uh, there at the marketplace. Yeah, I started as a volunteer for the first couple of months and then I was hired on like almost immediately and I have never left. <laughs> and again, uh, it looks like since about 2004 that you've been with Market? Yeah, I've been with the market since 2004 and I've been the operations director for the last eight years. So we could do a whole show on the next question that I'm going to ask you. Um, but again, uh, if you were to look back and reflect here for a moment on a real special freeze frame moment, uh, in your position there, what would it be? What would be one thing that really stands out for you? Um, well, like I said, the market's always been sort of my happy, special place before I ever worked here. Um, so getting to witness the organization celebrate its both its 20th and 25th anniversary um, was really, really special times for me and seeing all the history of the organization, the people that I had, you know, seen throughout the years as a shopper and come to know as my market family get to celebrate their accomplishments. That was really, truly amazing. That's awesome. Never gets old either, does it? Nope, never does. <laughs> Andrea, you started as a volunteer. Um, hi, Pete. Uh, I actually started as an intern um, okay. through another nonprofit called New Door, and I did my internship for about three months with Quisa, um, and I did such a great job that they hired me on. And so I've been with them ever since. And so it's been, it'll be 12 years um, and next month in December. 
Yeah. So, so uh, what is it that really fuels your passion? I mean, the new norm now is not to be over five years at a position, but you both have bucked that trend huge. Is it the culture of the organization, the people that you work with, or is it the work itself? What is, or all of that and say, more? Yeah, I'd say all of the above. You know, I love connecting with our sellers, with our customers. Um, I always say it as like making new friends. I'm always making new friends. Um, but it's great knowing that I'm around like some of the freshest produce in the state and also being one of the best farmers markets, in my opinion, in the country, you know, so it all keeps me going, but definitely making new friends and there seeing you. all the sellers and the normal regular customers every day. And seeing what a difference uh, your markets make for the vendors, for the consumers, for the entire community. I am sure that's probably all front and center with that. Well, yeah, let's move definitely. on and open up the doors to your markets now. And Lulu, let's start with a little bit of uh, the background, the history. Now, when did the Ferry, Ferry Plaza market actually start? So it started actually, Pete, there was a, an earthquake, you perhaps heard of it, the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake, um, which caused destruction to the Embarcadero Freeway, which used to be located just outside of the ferry building, um, if you can believe it, a whole freeway cutting off this beautiful building from the city um, that was damaged in the earthquake. And in that sort of interim period, uh, around 1992, they decided to have a tasting of summer produce event. And that was in September of 1992. It proved so successful and people were so excited about it. They wanted a weekly farmer's market. And that's where the Saturday market was really born. Um, we were located just a few blocks away until 2003 when we finally moved to our permanent home, which was always our intention to be at the ferry building. But obviously with the destruction of the freeway um, and some retrofitting that needed to happen to the ferry building to restore it back to its beautiful iconic um, glory, we weren't able to move back until 2003. So what point did your organization become involved? Um, our organization, so there was the San Francisco Public Market Collective, and then Quesa was a separate educational nonprofit. Um, they collided forces in about 1993, 94. Um, and so we've been one organization ever since. Um, we are a tenant of the ferry building, just like many of the shops inside. Um, we are what we would think of as an anchor tenant of the ferry building. We definitely are what drive people here, um, but are, we're really close and work closely with all of the tenants inside the building, all the amazing shops um, and people that make this building so vibrant. And boy, I don't think you could ask for a better landmark location for your markets right there by the waterfront for yeah, sure. It's pretty amazing to be able to watch the sunrise over the San Francisco Bay every Saturday morning. I, it, it never gets old. <laughs> there you go. Speak to us about the mission and a few of your core values. Yeah, um, I mean, we really feel strongly about educating urban dwellers and connecting them directly with small family farmers and food crafters in their area. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, so we're an educational nonprofit. We have a ton of education programs, um, and we consider the market to be an education program. Um, so we're really dedicated to you know connecting city folks with um, rural folks as well. <laughs> now, how large in terms of the scope of vendors uh, weekly participation have you grown at this point? Um, at this point, we have about 140 small family farms and food crafters. Um, majority of that, 90, about 90% 90 would be farms. Um, and most of them are coming from within 50 miles um, or 100 miles of the city of San Francisco. So that's really cool. We're really blessed in California to have a lot of different growing regions. So we can have a lot of variety year round. Um, so that's really exciting. 
What about the uh, the weekly customer base? Yeah, um, we see. I think they've. It's really hard to get an ac accurate customer count, but it's been estimated that anywhere from forty to fifty thousand um, visitors visit us on a regular Saturday in our peak season months. Probably about half of that in the winter months. Um, it still feels like you've seen that many people at the end of every Saturday. <laughs> it grows and grows. It grows and grows. Yeah, it's really awesome. Now, what point did the uh, your center of mission uh, market come into play? When did that, um, yeah, when did that so begin? The, the mission community market is a really sweet little market. It was um, founded by a group of volunteers, actually. And in the process of them developing um, the concept for that market and executing the market, originally, they actually came to us, they're friends of ours, and we kind of guided them and gave them some tips along the way. And they were thriving, but they were volunteer run, which can be very difficult for markets to survive on a volunteer only basis with just a few contracted employees here and there. Um, so they kind of hit a breaking point in 2017 and um, realizing that the operations were untenable for them and asked, would you guys be willing to help us out? And we said, of course. So it's been really exciting to bring, we have a very, we consider ourselves to be a very high touch farmer's market in terms of our customer service and our interaction with our, our sellers, our farmers and our vendors. Um, and we were able to bring that to this new market space and in a really beautiful, vibrant, amazing neighborhood in San Francisco. Excellent. Now I understand that that market has closed now for the season a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we just closed two weeks ago. Um, it's a November or a March through November market. So we'll reopen on March 17th, 2022. We're really excited. We're already planning for that actively. Excellent. Now, the last year has been like anything that none of us, I don't think, have ever experienced with the, the health crisis, of course, with COVID. But you were able to really pull through that whole time and really do some great things. And I understand you were able to declare the markets as an essential business, and that probably really helped drive uh, your ongoing efforts. But just speak to us a, a little bit about uh, some of the innovation things that you did during that time. Yeah, we um, immediately started contacting our fellow operators in the Bay Area that operate markets and the California Farmers Market Alliance, which is a trade organization. Um, we all started having conversations to band together and lobby the state and our city municipalities about the essential status of farmers markets. Um, and we were successful, so we were able to remain open. We did not have to close. Our county um, very blessedly um, did not have, um, other than they wanted us to implement some space spacing between vendors and um, crowd control efforts. We did a lot of that. Um, we very, very quickly had to learn how to do everything all over again. Um, and it took us a few weeks and we finally kind of got into the groove of it. I think by mid-April, 2020, um, our customers, our shoppers and our farmers quickly adapted. Um, and it, it was an interesting time. It was the most challenging time. I'm so thankful to have a farmer's market to get to go outside and work in. That was really a plus and a bonus for me and seeing how happy it made our community of shoppers to have a place to go during this kind of disconnected time. That was really, really special too. I think we got more um, in tune with our community than ever. There you go. So some good things came out of that. Yeah. Now your year round market, and we could take a whole show and talk just about seasonality of all of the products and things that you offer and probably go on for about two hours, but just a few examples right now, if somebody was to come to your market, we're talking about apples, nuts, chard, beets, yeah, those kind of things. All that stuff, but also really beautiful specialty citrus is just starting to start at our market. So we're seeing like Buddha's hand citron and um, some of the really special varieties of citrus that come from a little bit south of here. And 
And we're also seeing subtropicals starting to pop up at the market. Those are like the white guavas and passion fruit, which we're really blessed to have coming from a little bit south of us as well. Uh, but yeah, apples, chards, beautiful greens. Um, also, strangely, today we actually have a farmer's market today, pre-Thanksgiving farmer's market. There's tomatoes and strawberries there still, field grown. So that's Hi. a little unusual because we've had a mild and uh, we need more water. We definitely need more rain, but um, it's allowed us to have a longer season for some of those things. I'm getting a vegetable seizure as we speak. But now <laughs> I tell you what, oh my word. Well, that is just uh, excellent. Now, the market year-round source of income for many of your vendors. And one of the things that really impressed me was that you have several of your vendors that have been there for really extended periods of time. I saw a couple that have been, what, 25 plus years, Roly Rody and Frog Hollow, for example. Yeah, I mean, I think the majority of our farms and small businesses have been with us for 25 years. Um, and a lot of, we've seen some growth. We've seen some people graduate out on a more national level and leave the farmer's market system. We, for those are more of our food crafter type people, but we're, we hope to incubate those businesses um, in this space and give them that opportunity to have a more national audience. It's a little harder for a farm, obviously, but um, we're really, really grateful for the dedicated farmers that also come here every week. So win-win situation for yeah. everyone, certainly. And having the same vendors and, and that attracts those customers and they know that they can come back and boy, they know they can get this particular product from that vendor and they know it's the highest quality and fresh, exactly what they want. That has to make a big difference too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what, again, here's another question that I know we could talk hours for, but again, how would you assess the overall impact of these markets in the Bay Area and beyond on an annual basis? What are we talking here in terms of the economic impact and just overall impact with the restaurants and the whole scene there? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to put a dollar value on it exactly, but I know that, you know, our farms really rely on the support of this very vibrant restaurant community in the Bay Area. So in particular, our chefs, um, we treat them very specially when they come to the market and they can represent anywhere from 30 to 50% of that farm's sales for the day. So that's really important. We know that the surrounding businesses inside the ferry building do 30% of their sales on a market day, which is a really really nice thing to know that we're benefiting them financially as well. Um, yeah, and lots of great programs to put more dollars straight into farmers' pockets, which Andrea will talk about a little later, I think. Excellent. Well, right now we do need to do a special salute to all of our show partners that do make our program possible each week. That includes the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Franklin, and Delaware counties, Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Ohio, Utsi's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show product uh, vendors. Again, hey, let's continue our conversation now and move on and look at some of the special market programs and market match and some of those really innovative things that are going on uh, at the farmers markets here in San Francisco at the Ferry Plaza Market and the Center Mission Market as well. Andrea, your markets really do offer a total, total, and I do mean underscore total food experience for all ages. So again, uh, I noticed uh, that you have several uh, special programs that kind of speaks to this, one being the FoodWise for Kids, and then you also have a teen program similar to that. Tell us about those programs. All right. Thanks, Pete. Um, so our FoodWise Kids program is a field trip for public school students. Um, they come shop the market. They interact with sellers directly. Um, they then like gather or like buy all the produce that they're going to use 
go back to our outdoor kitchen where they make um, their own recipe for the day that they share amongst each other. But it also like gives them a chance to interact with each other, try new fresh produce, um, like fruits and veggies that they've never had before and kind of just like open up uh, their, their palate a little bit. Um, so that's great to have students come down here each week um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays and kind of know that we're, we're changing, changing their, their life a little bit. Um, and with Foodwise Teens, that's our program that we have with high school students. Um, we work with three high school or with three high schools at the moment where they all have their own garden slash farm on school property. Um, and so they're able to grow and harvest their own produce at school and at home because they were doing that uh, during COVID um, when everyone was being, you know, or, well, at school from home. Um, and they also have days now that they're coming to the market where they are helping our operations team with day-to-day -day operations while um, facing directly with customers, building their customer service skills and doing things they've never done before, like learning how to set up a tent uh, <laughs> or, you know, just, yeah, all those great things. So really teaching leadership skills uh, for future career paths and really encouraging their involvement in the whole fresh uh, farm market scene as well. You also have a market to chef program that looks like you've had a couple hundred chefs involved in this uh, too. So tell us a little bit about that program. Yeah, definitely. So we have over 400 chefs that currently shop our market from all over the Bay Area. Um, they're some of our biggest customers or they're shopping directly with the farmers um, and are just like the main people that you'll see through the market, like pushing the chef carts, going and loading multiple, um, making multiple trips to a certain stand. Um, and so they're also some of our biggest supporters when we have our special events, uh, such as like our summer bash or Sunday supper. Um, and in the past we've done cooking demos. So when we start that up again, it's gonna be really great. We're really excited to have our chefs come back and do cooking demos directly, working with the farmers and, you know, putting all out their great recipes to our customers. Um, and then Lulu also sends out a monthly uh, newsletter to all the chefs, um, kind of letting them know like what's in season and then also like giving them other opportunities for other folks that are in the hospitality industry. So it's, it's pretty great. And it's also a plus to have like Michelin star restaurants shop at your market and know some of these chefs like personally. So it's a win-win. You know, you can't, you feel kind of famous. <laughs> there you go. And I'm sure that when you step in and uh, go to one of their restaurants, you probably get royal treatment too. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make it seem that way, but I feel right. very, very grateful. Very grateful. Definitely. Very good. Now I noticed that you really put a lot of focus on really making fresh produce available uh, for all citizens, regardless of their income status uh, as well. And you have very a lot of different approaches that you use. Another one that really impressed me was the market match. What's the market match all about? Is that double dollars for, for produce? Yes, exactly that. So we have CalFresh users that have like um, food stamps, EBT, um, in other words, and they can come down to the market and double their money and up to $15. Um, and so the, the catch is that the $15 that they're getting, the match that they're getting for free is to be used specifically on fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, and it's a win-win situation for both the seller and the customer because that money is going directly into the seller's pocket, but it's also 
there's fresh produce getting put directly on the customer's table for them and their families. You know, so it's it's really great to see that like skyrocket and increase as the years have gone on, especially during COVID. Um, we have so many more customers that are using CalFresh and being able to put fresh fruits and veggies on their table, which is a plus. But then, you know, I'm always making new friends. So that's a plus too. <laughs> You're happy about that too. Oh, yeah. Well, again, uh, and making those products available to citizens who probably might not have had that opportunity to purchase uh, that fresh produce at those price points without a program such as the match uh, that you're doing too is really making a huge, huge difference. Well, what's on tap here for the next uh, two or three months in your market? Hey, right now we're just kind of enjoying the slow winter season, which doesn't, it's not actually slow, um, <laughs> but just closing the mission market and having like a few months off for that, it's kind of just like, you know, uh, hunkering down a little bit and then um, starting to prepare for that market, also preparing for like our new application season. Um, and yeah, just kind of rolling with the punches. Uh, we're also gonna be um, rolling out with the new rebrand in March of next year. Um, so can't tell you what that would be right now, but stay tuned because in March, everyone will know. But yeah, just stay tuned for that. We're also gonna be uh, revamping our website um, too. So there's a lot, a lot going on, but we no. like to call it a little bit of our downtime. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that one. I'm gonna check back on that. All that, right. <laughs> on that rebrand for sure. Now you've piqued my interest with, with that said. Well, uh, your market there, ferry market is open three days a week. It's open rain or shine. Hey, put out the, we talked a little bit about the location, put out the exact location, the days and the hours. Yes. All right. So we are located at the foot of the, um, the Embarcadero. So at one ferry building, um, but we're running here Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 2, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and also Saturdays from 8 to 2. Um, like you said, rain or shine year-round, you can find us here. Come on down and visit. That's absolutely perfect. You do a lot of special events uh, throughout the course of the year that are highly successful. Uh, I know that you have one, for example, the June 10th Festival. Juneteenth? June 10th Festival? Yeah. Juneteenth, yes, and okay. Juneteenth was great. Um, we that was our first year um, hosting it last year, but that's going to be an annual thing for us going forward. Um, and it was just nice to have like a festival dedicated to Black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs throughout the Bay Area. Um, and it was just great, like having so many folks come down, having the mayor down here. Um, so it was, it was, it was great. It was wild, but it was awesome. Excellent. Great exposure, collaboration, and that strengthening the brand by involving all those dignitaries and doing all of that outstanding collaboration. Now, if somebody is interested in wanting to be a volunteer or an intern, uh, what's the contact or what's the procedure for that? Yeah, so our volunteer process, we do about a quarterly volunteer orientation. Um, so folks can go onto our website and you kind of like, you know, whenever we're having an orientation, sign up for that. Um, and we're also on our website, you can go through our website to Foodwise Teens and Foodwise Kids, where we're always looking for interns um, to come and help out with those programs as well. What about uh, potential new vendors? Are you still accepting new vendors? Well, 
currently we're not accepting applications, but for someone who's looking to apply, they can go to applications at coisa.org um, and find all the information that they'll need to apply there. Um, and they can also visit our website as well. Um, yeah. And Excellent. well, yeah, right now we're like getting ready for 2022. So it's all you're building things. By year. You're building yeah. things back up, building again yes. for the start of the new year. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that we could talk for probably three or four more hours easily, and I'm still not sure if we'd get to the bottom of everything that you have going on uh, in the markets there. But I think that you both have hit some awesome points. You've really given us a good capsulized perspective of things. Uh, if I could make this show go on, if I knew how to stop that clock right now, I would do it in a flash. But you know what? I haven't learned that trick yet, so I can't do that, unfortunately. Hey, Lulu, if we look into that great ag crystal ball and we look to see uh, into it what the future holds for your markets, for the Ferry Plaza market and the, the community mission market three to five years from now, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, we're in the process of going through um, a theory of change um, exercise right now where we're, we're talking about just that thing and what we want to see. I think our education programs are going to be expanding. We're talking about new market locations. A lot of ideas being tossed around right now, but the big one is getting through our rebrand in March of 2022. Excellent. I know you're all over social media. Put out uh, your main uh, social media sites, and I will post those up on That's Agritastic uh, Show Facebook page also, so as a reference and resource for people too. Uh, but put those, a couple of those out if you would. Yeah, um, you can follow us on Instagram. We recommend everybody do that at Quesa, C-U-E-S-A. Um, you can also visit our website where you can sign up for our newsletter. That's quesa.org. Um, our newsletter is really great. It has lots of recipes, seasonal tips. Um, we always have a weekly article about something about agriculture or sustainable agriculture or our food crafters. So there's lots of really great info on our website. And um, as Andrea mentioned, when our rebrand is complete in March of 2022, we'll have a brand new name. So that's very exciting. And our website will also be revamped and be a lot more user-friendly and even more educational than it already is. It's already pretty great, um, but we're really looking forward to the new revamped website. Can't wait to see what that looks like. And I'm sure you're <laughs> all shopping at the bits too. Hey, what's the final message that you'd like to leave out there with the listeners today? Um, I think uh, as much as you can get out to your local communities and support the farmer's markets in your area. I know whenever I visit any place I go, I always go to a farmer's market. It's always a great way to get a sense of the place that you're in. Um, and I think supporting your farmers is, is really important now more than ever. Absolutely. Hey, Lulu and Andrea, can't thank you enough for, again, taking your time out of your busy schedule for giving us such a detailed and engaging inside look at the Ferry Plaza Farmers Market and the Center Community Mission Market in San Francisco. Hey, and I'd also like to acknowledge uh, your communications director, Bree Masaryk, who has been very supportive of making this program possible. And I wish both of you much success as you continue to provide a world-class market experience for citizens around the world to enjoy. And I encourage everybody, get out to that Bay Area, check out these markets, and you will not be disappointed. Hey, I look forward to checking back in with both of you two at a later time. And let's see what that rebrand is all about as well. Wish you both the very best to have a Thanksgiving that is stuffed with happiness. And again, thank you so much 
for your time. We'd also like to do a very special shout out, uh, final acknowledgement to all of our show partners. That includes the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, a grassroots membership organization dedicated to strengthening and sustaining agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding customer benefits. You can find them on Facebook at Central Ohio Farm Bureau. For more information, you can contact Melinda Lee, organization director at mlee at ofbf.org. That's M Lee at OFBF.org. Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Ohio, offering mouth-watering value baskets featuring chicken, cod, and their famous butter burgers. You also find the fresh daily custard products like concrete mixers, Sundays, and more. They're open every day from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can check them out at culvers.com slash restaurant slash Marysville dash OH. Welcome to Delicious. It's Culver's Restaurant. Utsi's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio. It's your one-stop shop for all your favorite Amish cheeses, deli meats, baked goods, fresh local produce, and more. Now's the time to stock up for the holidays. Open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5. Be sure to order online. You can find them on Facebook and at utsi'sfarmmarket.com. Utsi's Farm Market, it's worth the drive. In Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, you'll find great rates for ag, commercial, and residential projects combined with highly individualized customer service. Check them out today at Liberty Bank slash Office Marysville and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. Cultivating a future in which sustainable and organic farmers thrive, local food nourishes our communities, and ag practices protect and enhance our environment. Now's the perfect time to become a member, offering mega benefits, including organic certification, educational events led by experts, and one-on-one -on -one technical support to grow or start your business. Go to oeffa.org. That's oeffa.org. Your support and patronage of all of our partners makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again as we continue our ag journey across the country on November November the 30th. Our next stop will be the Miss USA Agriculture Organization. You can follow us on Facebook at That's Agritastic for show details, ag announcements, and much more. Until the next time, this is Pete Emmons saying, make it an agritastic week. <laughs>